Story and a song, story and a song, words and music, they belong. Story and a song, story and a song, hope that you will sing along. Kia ora, I'm Tanya Bad. And I'm Peter Forster. And we'd like to welcome you to A Story and a Song, a storytelling podcast for children from the Batcave. Hi, everybody. Hi. Well, it must be time for a story. Oh, I think we could fit in a story, though it's been a very busy week, hasn't it, Batlam? Oh, yeah. This time of year is just crazy. We've been rushing around. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we've actually spent the day in the garden. I love being in gardens. They're so nice. Yeah. Lots of flowers. Nice things to eat. Oh, what do you like to eat in the garden, Bat Lamb? I love vegetables and grass and even a little flower to nibble on occasionally is nice. (laughs) (laughs) There are lots of edible flowers, aren't there? Mm. Yeah, no, we've been having a celebration in the Waiheke Primary School garden. I've been working for the last couple of years with the Tamariki there creating a story garden in their school, Mara. Oh, yeah, you've been real busy, eh? Oh, you've got their puku mahi a ho. And, uh, yeah, we had the big celebration day today. In fact, uh, we have a waiata that the children and I have created together. Have you heard that, Bat Lab? I don't know. I don't think I have. Would you like to hear it? Yeah, I'm all ears. Okay, so this is our special Waiata from our Growing Stories Storytelling and Food Project with the children of Waiheke Primary. Whakarongo mai, we give thanks for our kaina, mihi for our food. For without it we would die Every plant has a story of papa. When you know where you come from You know who you are Growing stories from seed to fruit From marakai to tepu From cycles we have learned All life is connected Whakafananga We give thanks to the earth For her gifts are aroha really like that, Waiata. Oh, you do? Yeah, I think it's really important to be thankful. It is, Batlam. Can you think of something that you are thankful for? Yeah. I'm thankful for getting to share stories. <laughs> you like stories, don't you? Oh, yeah. I am one storytelling superhero lamb. Ba-da! <laughs> Well, as part of this project that we've been doing, we've been sharing lots of stories about gardens. Oh, are there lots of different stories about gardens? Yeah, there are. And one of the stories I shared with the Tamariki was a story by Oscar Wilde. And Oscar Wilde's story, it's known as the Selfish Giant, but we've kind of renamed it as the Giant's Garden. Oh, it's got a giant in it. Is it a scary story? Well, maybe a little bit scary. Oh, I'd be scared. No, you won't be scared because you're sitting here right next to me. And anyway, it's a story that's got all different kinds of feelings in it. Scary, exciting, happy, even some sad feelings. Oh, okay then. 
All right, well, I'll just sit here with you, and then if I get a bit scared, I can just snuggle up. That's always a good idea, snuggling up when you're feeling a bit scared. Once upon a time, there was the most beautiful garden that you could imagine. And I know that you've got good imaginations, so you will be able to picture this in your mind. It had great big trees with spreading branches that you could climb, and beds of flowers that were the colour of the rainbow. There were big grassy swathes where you could run and places to play hide and go seek. There was a little pond with a waterfall that had frogs that sat on the banks. And there were fruit trees whose branches dripped with delicious things to eat and beds of delicious vegetables growing. Now every day, the children who lived nearby would come into that garden for the gate was always opened and the owner had been a long time gone so that no one remembered who it exactly was the garden belonged to. The children would climb the branches of the trees. They would play hide and go seek and run and chase each other. They loved that garden. But then one day, the owner of the garden returned. And it just so happened that the owner of the garden was a giant, a big, mean giant. And when he came home and he found all the children playing in his garden, eating his fruit, playing hide-and-go-seek in the long grass, he said, Hey! This is my garden! Get out! All of you! children, as you can imagine, were terrified. Oh, I'm terrified. Is he going to hurt them? No, you just had a big scary voice, Bat Lab. Okay, all right. All the children, they ran away. The giant, he built a big wall that encircled his garden that was thick and high so no one could come inside. Now, as you all know, the cycles of the seasons, they turn and change. Spring is followed by summer. Summer is followed by autumn. And then autumn is followed by winter. And then it's spring again. But when winter came, it stayed in the giant's garden. On the other side of the high walls, the blossoms of spring came. But in the giant's garden, it stayed cold and icy. The wind blew and the ground stayed frozen and not a green leaf appeared upon the trees. Days and days went by and the giant sat inside looking out onto the frozen wasteland. When one day he noticed that there was green on the branches of the trees and little blossoms. And what's more, he could hear something. At first he thought it was the birds, but no, it was the sound of children's voices, ever so quiet. For the children had managed to make a hole in the giant's wall, 
And such was their love of their garden that they had wriggled through. And with them returned spring. And as they climbed up into the branches of the trees that they loved to climb, while blossom showered the tree's branches, and green grass pushed up through the frozen earth, and flowers began to unfurl. The giant, he looked at amazement out on his garden and at the children when he noticed that there was one tree that remained bare, not a leaf nor blossom upon it. It was like winter had stayed with this one plant. And when he looked closer, he saw that there was a little boy standing underneath that tree. And he was so small that he couldn't reach the branches to climb up into the tree. And so the giant, he opened his door and stepped out into the garden. And at first all the children, they froze, poised, ready to run. But the giant walked right past them to where the little boys stood. And he picked him up in his great big hand and lifted him up towards the branches. And the little boy turned in gratitude and threw his arms around the giant's neck and gave him a big hug. And the giant's heart, it melted. And he took a great big hammer and he knocked down the wall that he had built. And he told the children that they were welcome to come whenever they wanted to play in his garden. And so it was. Every day the children returned to the giant's garden. They climbed the trees, they ate the fruit, they ran and played hide and go seek in the long grass. And the giant he loved to hear the sound of their voices. He loved to watch them play. But he always had his eye out for that little boy, the one who he had lifted up into the branches of the frozen tree. But he never saw him again. And the days turned into weeks, and the weeks turned into months, and the months turned into years that rolled by. And the children... They grew up into adults and had children of their own, and those children came to the garden. The giant, he became older and slower. And one winter he was sitting at the window, looking out onto his garden. It was icy and cold. The trees were bare. But then he saw there was one tree that was covered in blossom <laughs> and when he looked closer he saw that standing beneath that tree was the little boy the one who all those years ago he had lifted up into the branches of the frozen tree finally he had returned throwing on his coat the old giant shuffled out across the frozen ground into his garden and he called out to the boy excited you you have returned i have been looking for you but i never saw you where have you been and the little boy who had not aged at all turned and took the giant's great calloused hand in his own tiny one and said once 
you welcomed me into your garden, and I have returned to welcome you into the garden of eternal rest. And with that, the giant felt a great tiredness sweep over him, and all he wanted to do was to lie down on the ground in his garden. And he stretched his great ancient body out, and he closed his eyes, and he breathed his last breath, and he died. But that wasn't the end of the story, of course, because life continues. Winter is followed by spring, spring is followed by summer, summer by autumn, and then winter returns once again. And the grass grew over the body of the giant, and still remains as a green grassy knoll to this very day in the garden where the children love to play. stories are a little bit sad. But it was happy too. Yeah. And a bit scary. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of everything, wasn't it? And beautiful. Yeah, it's a very beautiful story. A story by Oscar Wilde. Who He's was pretty a, clever, isn't he, to write that? He was. He was a pretty colourful character who had an interesting way of looking at the world. Oh, yeah, because everybody sees the world a little bit differently, don't they? Yeah. I see it, the world, through bat eyes. <laughs> bat eyes? <laughs> well, bat lamb eyes. Well, yeah, that is a very unique way of saying the world, bat lamb. <laughs> well, you know what? Cycles come to an end and our time of sharing a story has just wound down. But we'll see you all again soon for more stories on a story and a song. Bye! Bye! See you soon. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to be part of our podcasts, you can join the Bat Cave or support us by purchasing books and audios from our website www.imagined-worlds.net